Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the Viking Age. Com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show is Chad Graff from The Athletic. He covers the Vikings for the Athletic, and he's got a lot of good stuff on Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, Riley Reef, Anthony Barr, Anthony Harris, you name it, we cover it. So uh, I've got nothing else to say, so here is my interview with The Athletic's Chad Graff. All right, joining me on today's show is Chad Graff, who covers the Vikings for The Athletic. So welcome to the show, Chad. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. All right. No problem. Now, I could start out the show by asking about Kirk Cousins and and all the trade rumors, but I'm not going to do that. We'll chat about that later. Uh, But as of today, February what 18th, with free agency set to begin in about um, a month, based on what you've heard, do you think that Kyle Rudolph is going to be a member of the 2021 Minnesota Vikings? I do not. I think he made pretty clear in that podcast with Ben Lieber that, you know, he wants to go somewhere where he is um, not just the number one tight end, which I think would be up in the air if he comes back to the Vikings with or Smith continuing to progress. But he wants to be a focal point of an offense. He doesn't want to, you know, run block a lot. He wants to be out running routes. Um, That's his prerogative. You know, he's been with the Vikings more than uh, any other player right now. He's the longest tenured player in Minnesota. And so, you know, I, I think you kind of look at it one of two ways, either um, he's still got a few years left on his contract. So come back and be ready to play, or, you know, he's done 10 years here. He's been a good member of the community. He wants to go find uh, a place where he can be a bigger part of the passing offense. He still feels like his route running is not an issue. He still feels like he can, you know, get up and down the field and, and be involved in the passing game. Um, you know, he deserves credit, I think, for his embrace of run blocking, which, let's face it, is is not the, uh, you know, the glamorous part of being a tight end. Um, and so between all of that and the fact that the Vikings um, get more in cap savings than they do in dead cap by cutting him, I think it makes a ton of sense with the salary cap coming down. It, it's not a no-brainer move. Like, it's not like they save a ton of money against the cap. I think with the dead cap, it ends up being less than a million dollars. But you still save some money. Um, you, you let a guy go, you know, play wherever he wants to go, play in an offense that's going to throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the Vikings are probably going to roll with Irv Smith Jr. as the number one tight end, Tyler Conklin number two, and then bring in probably a cheap veteran and a day three draft pick or something to compete for that third spot. Do you think they, they'll still approach uh, Rudolph, though, with, uh, you know, just the option to renegotiate it? We, we know he already said he doesn't want to, but do you think they'll just give him that, that option still to be like, hey, we want you to come back, but we really just can't afford to, to bring you back at the number that you're at? Right. It's interesting because, as you mentioned, on the one hand, he said, 
I'm not, I'm not redoing my deal. I'm not, it's just not happening. I'm not going to, you know, take less money or, or get more guaranteed money or whatever the case may be. But, and so I think with 95% of players, you say, all right, you want to redo your contract? Goodbye. Yep. Here's your release. Go where you want. You know, I, I think he may fall into that 5% category um, just because of what he's done in the community, because he's been here for so long that you at least say, you know, if you want to leave, we can give you your release. You can go find your team. Here is our other option. Um, just take take some time, think about it for one night, get back to us tomorrow. I, I think that route probably makes sense, even if he said he would turn it down. But um, I, I think you give him the option while also knowing full well he's probably going to turn it down. Yeah, if he's not with the Vikings next season, is there any uh, any place you think he might end up over someone else? I know that, yeah, what, that the, the Patriots had interest in that, him in the past. That was the one. I, I have a buddy. I grew up in New England, so I have a buddy who covers the Patriots, and we've been talking for basically a year and a half of it just feels inevitable that Kyle Rudolph will eventually go to New England. Um, it, you know, I think Bill Belichick has said some nice things about him in the past. The Patriots, you know, among many needs right now, uh, need a tight end. I don't know what Kyle Rudolph would think of that, though. Like he's right. He's been a veteran who's done this. I don't know that you want to go grind in a place like New England that's notoriously strict and long practices and things like that. Um, and more importantly, I guess, than all of that, with a place that doesn't know who their quarterback is going to be. I think he yeah. wants to go put up some numbers, be in a you know, fun passing offense, go somewhere where they have a good quarterback. That would be my guess, you know, maybe – maybe even somewhere like Los Angeles or uh, I, I was thinking chargers, they've got cap space and a good young quarterback something like that um, where I think, you know, he would get more targets, which is really what he wants. What about across the border there? Maybe, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, I want to play the Vikings twice a year and play with Aaron Rodgers." That, that would, that would certainly be enticing. I don't think it'll happen. Right. Um, but man, that that would make those first couple matchups a lot more fun. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so that that was enough time to wait and talk about Kirk Cousins. So we'll just get into him now. Well, uh, it's it's been a, a little over a month since the Vikings offseason began, and we've already heard and, and read plenty of tweets about Cousins rumored to be on the trade block. Um, I know what you've said about the possibility of the Vikings trading Cousins this year uh, from stuff that you've written. But to borrow a phrase from Stefan Diggs, can you tell the listeners if there are any truth to these rumors? <laughs> you know, uh, I can tell you, I guess, two things, and then we can break it down from there. The first is that as of, you know, I can't remember the exact date I checked in on it, but say early February, as of February, like six or seven, the Vikings had not gone out to other teams to um, make trade offers to, that involves Kirk Cousins. Um, that's not to say teams haven't come to them, but the Vikings haven't seeked out a trade. And two, you know, I think it's important to underscore um, that the ownership group, Mark Wilf mainly, signs off on every move that Rick Spielman makes. He calls them after every move, big and small. Um, and usually it's a quick conversation. Wolf says, yep, if you think that's what's best, goodbye me. Um, he's a little bit hands off in those calls, but he still wants to be on the call and signing off on it. And one thing that he has made clear is he wants to be in the playoffs next year. He does not want to do a full tear it down, draft a quarterback in the first round, build around that contract, and then hope to, you know, make a deep playoff run in three years. That is not the route he wants to go. Mark will firmly believes that if you 
get to the playoffs year after year, eventually your team will, you know, peak at the right time, get hot, whatever you want to say it, the, the proverbial, um, you know, have a goalie get hot for a, for the hockey playoffs or something like that. He views it as if we get to the playoffs, um, we like Mike Zimmer as a game planner, things are going to go our way. And, you know, if you give yourself enough chances, you know, you'll, you'll knock down that wall. Um, I think it's up for debate if that is the correct path to getting to a Super Bowl. Um, but that is where he is at. So if the Vikings were to trade Kirk Cousins, um, Wilf would have to sign off on it. And I think he would only sign off on it if they were getting a quarterback back who they felt, you know, kept their playoff chances alive. They're not going to do this to just draft somebody. They would have to get someone back. I don't know how that would work. I don't know their feelings on Jimmy Garoppolo. And if they feel like, you know, yeah, we can still win double digit games with this guy. Uh, that's unclear, but what is clear is they want to be in the playoffs next year. They think Kirk Cousins gives them a shot, um, and they're not just going to roll the dice on a rookie and and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman kind of have to be in the playoffs next year or else they could be right, right. on the way out. So but Yeah, know. I guess that's, that's the other way to look at it is what is their incentive to trade Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's very fair to say that they would be on the hot seat if they missed the playoffs two years in a row. So, and with that, three out of Cousins is four years. So they really have no incentive to get worse. Um, I would think they're going to be doing everything in their power to, uh, you know, compete with the Packers for the division title and worst case scenario, get one of those wildcard spots. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. Com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, so I've seen the idea of the Vikings actually extending Cousins this, this offseason again to, to free up cap space. Is this something you you think you could see happening just because of the, you know, the cap decreasing and how it's expected to go up, you know, a bunch in 2022 if things kind of get back to normal? Yeah, it's an interesting idea, um, you know, because you can get more help now. There are some free agents like Dominic Sue who could really help you out. You could address the offensive line. You could sign a veteran safety um, you could make your team better in the short term, I think, if you did something like that. The problem is you keep punting that down the yeah. road. 
you know, Kirk Cousins is already looking at a, I think it's $45 million cap yep. hit in 2022. You keep punting that down the road. I don't know what that cap hit's going to be in 2024 or something like that. So I would be surprised if the Vikings did a deal like that. I think they'll probably play out this year. And, you know, we talk a lot about how this is a big year for Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, and that gets addressed a lot. I think what that kind of misses is I think this is a massive year for Kirk Cousins, as yeah. massive a year as there can be for, you know, a guy as, as established as he is, um, because if it goes poorly, then they've missed the playoffs in three out of his four years. They've got one year left on his contract. At that point, you know, you're not going to trade him because there's not a whole lot of incentive because of his contract and the dead money that it would have. But at that point, you're looking for your next quarterback, whether that's eyeing the free agency class um, after that 2022 season, or maybe you take a development quarterback, you know, late first round, early second round or something like that, that rides the bench behind Cousins. Either way, this is a huge year for him to either say, hey, I legitimately am the guy who gives you the best shot to get to the playoffs year after year, which is what your ownership wants, or we've missed the playoffs three out of four years. It's not working, and it's time to look somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, that if that defense is average last season, then then we're not talking about Kirk Cousins. You know, they're they're probably in the playoffs, and you know he's gotten them to the playoffs for two straight years. So, you know, if the defense could just you know live up to their end of the bargain, I think uh, they'll probably get that stuff back on track this year. But we'll see, we'll see about that. Uh, but like Kyle Rudolph, Vikings left tackle Riley Reef is someone who many have brought up as a possible cap casualty this year. Uh, but Reef played well last season, and, and the Vikings just renegotiated his contract, even that extra you know, $1 million he missed out on last year because he was placed on the COVID list. Um, what's your guess about what the Vikings' plans are for Reef? Do you think he's going to be part of next season's roster? I initially went back and forth on it because the case for cutting Riley Reef was that you free up cap money that you can't, you know, in a lot of what there are not very many obvious ways for the Vikings to free up cap space. And this is one of them. Uh, yes, you would make your offensive line worse, but maybe you give somebody like Rashad Hill a chance, knowing that where Kirk Cousins struggles with pressure is interior pressure, mm-hmm. um, not so much, you know, from the outside. However, I do think he'll be back. I think he'll get a contract extension um, to ensure that he is here for you know, at least through the 2022 season, frees up cap space in 2021. Um, I think the reasons for that are a few. The first is that he he legitimately played well. Like the Vikings told him before the season, hey, if you don't take a pay cut, we're going to cut you. He was not fan. Uh, he was not fond of that. Um, I, I can tell you, he really didn't like how that was handled, but did ultimately after going back and forth on it a bit, decide to come back and played really well. Um, then you look at some of the edge rushers in the division, even if Kirk Cousins doesn't struggle with the outside pressure a lot, I don't know that you want four games of Rashad Hill against Khalil Mack, Smith, um, whatever the Lions end up looking like. Mm -hmm. So I I just think you're rolling the dice a bit on the most important position on the offensive line, even if it's not where Cousins primarily struggles with pressure. Um, And lastly, just because he played well, I I think you can now comfortably – give him at least one more year uh, and still effectively lower the cap. And it doesn't sound like the cap is going to go down as drastically as perhaps once feared. Maybe it can end up the Vikings on their own 
somewhere around 190 million with yep. the lead cap around 185 or something like that. And then, you know, you're, you're not in salary cap hell at that point. You just have to make some moves. So I do think Riley Reef will be back next season. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of moves where guys maybe are extended or take, you know, one year deals to where, you know, they're just waiting for that, that cap to get back to normal in 2022. So I could definitely see that happening. I, I think that could be good for the Vikings. I, you know, they're not really in a position where they can offer free agents um, a lot yeah. of long-term deals. But if you find a defensive lineman that you like, a safety that you like, maybe they're coming off of an injury or something and say, hey, come go nuts with us for one year. Look at Mike Zimmer's track record. He'll get a lot out of you. Come be a beast for us for one year and then you know go get paid by somebody else. We're probably not going to be the team that is able to pay you, but put up some huge numbers with us. Uh, yes, you might have to take a little bit less money in the short term, but we think we can bring more out of you in that season to get you that massive contract that you want once the salary cap, um, hopefully in their eyes, goes up for 2022 and beyond. Yeah. Moving on to Adam Thielen, who will be 31 years old by the start of next season. That kind of makes me feel old. I'm, yeah, that's humbling. Um, uh, he still has four years left on his uh, current deal with the Vikings, though, so it's it's a bit far down the road. But do you think Thielen will remain with the Vikings for the next four years? And also, could the Vikings be looking for his replacement as early as this year? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I don't think they'll be looking for his replacement as early as this year. He's still got a lot of good football in him, I think. Um, I don't know that he'll play out all four years that he has on that contract. I think at some point he could be a candidate for either restructuring or um, just moving on, depending on where the offense is at and what his production and and health is like over the next two years. But I do think the Vikings feel good about the fact that they have, you know, that it just is still crazy to me to take a step back and think the Vikings had arguably the best receiver duo in the NFL. Mm -hmm. One of those receivers got so frustrated that he forced his way out Mm -hmm. and you still ended up with one of the best receiving duos in the NFL. (laughs) You hit on Justin Jefferson the Mm -hmm. way you did. Like that's, that's not supposed to happen. If you make a star that disgruntled that they forced their way out, generally there's a price to pay for that. And there was no price to pay for that for the Vikings. Um, So I think they're going to roll into it. Plenty content that they've got still arguably the best receiver duo um, that should make life easy for Kirk cousins. Just feed the ball to Justin Jefferson as much as you possibly can. Don't let him have games where he has four or five targets. Um, And so I think, you know, Theo will be back. I do think that they'll look to add some depth at wide receiver wide receiver three has, you know, sort of been a revolving door basically since Jerry's right. Um, I don't know that, you know, they, they do like Chad Beebe, but I think you at yeah. least want to give him some competition if you're going to bring him back. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings drafted a wide receiver as early as, you know, maybe in the third round, if that receiver could also return kicks and bunts. Um, and so in addition to drafting, you know, a mid-round wide receiver, I would also expect them to sign, you know, admittedly a lower tier free agent just because of the salary cap we talked about before. Somebody you know, in the same vein as Tajay Sharp, where they've had a season or two, then had some injuries and, you know, didn't vibe with the offense. And you think maybe we can bring something out of it. Sometimes it works. Um, other times, you know, it ends up the way it did with Tajay Sharp. Yeah, they just hired uh, Keenan McCardle to be their new receivers coach. And I was just writing about this. There's 
three receivers from the 2020 Jaguars who are free agents this year, and two of them have return experience, Keelan Cole and, and D.D. Westbrook. So I wouldn't be surprised if they showed some some interest in one of those guys. I believe Chris Conley is the other guy, but he doesn't really have a whole lot of return experience. Um, and I think Westbrook's coming off of uh, a serious injury, so they have to check that out first too. But I could see them showing interest in either one of those guys because of McCardle switching to the defensive side of the ball uh there seemed to be a debate among some Vikings fans about whether the team should keep Eric Wilson or Anthony Barr this year uh people have arguments for for both sides but um what do you think the Vikings do when it comes to either sticking with Barr or re-signing Wilson I, I think Barr is a much better player than Wilson. Yeah. I think that when you look at those two, I think Barr is another one where you kind of have to go to him and say, look, I know we signed you to this big deal. Um, it didn't work out last season. The injury very early in the second game of the season shuts you down for the rest of the year. We need to redo your contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at it like, A, you have a good relationship with Mike Zimmer. You probably want to stay here, but also B, if you hit the open market right now in 2021, you're not going to get the same deal. No. Um, both because of salary cap going down and teams are just hesitant to give guys injuries coming off of season ending, um, give guys contracts after season ending injuries. So I think if your options are bringing down bars cap hit just a bit or re-signing Wilson, I would take bar. Wilson is very good uh, in pass coverage, but leaves a lot, to be desired a lot of um, in stopping the run. I think a lot of his sacks came from Mike Zimmer's scheme. Mm-hmm. Yes, he made some awesome interceptions. Um, the play in Seattle, you know, comes to mind. A, a very good player and, you know, a player who I think will probably get paid this offseason. I just don't think it, it will or should come from the Vikings. Yeah, I think Wilson should just go out and get his money while he can. Um, everyone pretty much assumed that Anthony Harris – was a, a goner last year. Then the Vikings went ahead and franchised him. Uh, Harris is a free agent again this year, but he's coming off a season where his play trended in the wrong direction. Uh, so his price tag might not be as high as it was last year. Do you think the Vikings are interested in bringing Harris back, or are they preparing to head into next season with a new starting safety next to Harrison Smith? Both, kind of. Yeah, uh, I do think that they would take him back, it's got to be at the right deal because, you know, I think with the moves that they make, um, restructuring people, cutting people with the salary cap, you know, we'll see where it ends up. I think that they'll probably have room to, you know, meaningfully sign one free agent, kind of like last year. They got Michael Pierce and that was it. Um, You know, you bring in some depth here and there, but Pierce was the guy. I think they'll probably have room to address in a big way one position. Uh, your primary options for that are probably safety, left guard, or defensive line, whether that's defensive tackle or defensive end. Um, and if those are your three options, I, I think safety would be lowest on my priority list. So because probably of that, Mike Zimmer's I, too. Yeah, right. Uh, his whole philosophy was maybe my two safeties will make up for the cornerbacks, and the defense yeah. will still be very good. Well, that didn't happen. Turns out <laughs> corners are much more important than safeties. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think, and put it this way, Anthony Harris, if he returns, I think it will be because he turned down a lot of money elsewhere. I don't see that happening. So I think they'll probably move on from Harris. If 
Harris didn't have a contract, you know, a week after free agency ended and the Vikings had a little bit more cap space than they originally planned, maybe something could come down that way. But I would say more likely than not, Anthony Harris is playing for a team other than the Vikings next season. Ooh. Um, all right. One last question, then uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, so the Vikings just signed kicker Greg Joseph, and uh, he's expected to compete with Dan Bailey to be the team's kicker for next season. Do you think this was more of a move to just send a message to Bailey, or are the Vikings actually interested in, in Joseph potentially becoming their new kicker? I think they are interested in Joseph becoming the next kicker. Um, it would fascinate me if they, and I think it's entirely possible that they bring three kickers into training camp. Yeah. Like I, just explore all your options right now. Um, you know, you still have some guaranteed money tied to Bailey. So while you could save some on the cap, you would incur some dead cap. That's not ideal. So maybe you bring Bailey back, give him a shot in training camp and, you know, just have a short leash with him essentially. Yes, he was accurate and very good for so long in his career, but as Minnesota fans know all too well, you generally don't lose it and then find a way to bring it back. So mm -hmm. Maybe you give them a chance, but you got to, you know, your plan B has to be a very meaningful plan B. It can't just be like, oh, well, we'll throw him some competition and he'll sort himself out. So I, I think it's, you know, I, I don't even know what I would put the percent at that Dan Bailey's kicking for the team next year. Yeah. I think I would probably do it less than 50, um, maybe like a 30% chance he's the kicker next year. It, it'll wow. be interesting because – they, you know, can also save some money, I think a little more than a million dollars by cutting him even before yeah. then. And then maybe, you know, you you draft somebody in the seventh round or sign an undrafted guy or something like that and have that competition in training camp. Uh, it's just that that route, perhaps I'm scarred by Daniel Carlson. That route scares me a bit. <laughs> um, unless you say, Mike Zimmer, you are not. If, if you get asked about the kicker, say he's doing a good job. We're continuing to evaluate. You can say nothing else. Don't look at the kicker. Don't talk to the kicker. Don't go anywhere near the kicker. Um, let the new special teams coordinator handle all of that. So that, that'll be interesting, but um, you know, I, I think you have to have a really strong plan B behind Dan Bailey, just because, you know, as much as it's a nice story to think that they're going to sort it out once it goes, it, you know, it often goes. Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's every Vikings fan's favorite subject, the kicker. Right. <laughs> um, but that's going to do it for us today. Make sure to follow Chad on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle, Chad? Nice and boring. Just Chad Graff. Oh, man. Woo. Um, <laughs> creative. Um, so follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's got lots of good stuff from The Athletic and lots of good notes on the Vikings. Make sure to follow the Viking age on Twitter and on Facebook, subscribe to this podcast on the Apple podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but until next time, we will talk to you later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.